everybody, welcome to the Zoom episode, our very first Zoom episode of The Stir. We're doing this remotely because unfortunately all last week, um, I, your host Casey Heldon, got COVID. So I'm here online with my good buddies and co-hosts, Jace Arledge and Ellen Nikitin. And we didn't want to just leave you with like no show at all for today. <laughs> And I am starting to feel a little better, even though I don't sound like it. So, but we just wanted to um, give you something, give you something this Sunday. So we decided to just out of an abundance of caution, um, do our interview, do our our podcast remotely today. So welcome. Yeah. (laughs) So how's everybody been? Oh, what a beautiful morning. (laughs) I love your your background there, James. Hey, I, I needed to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring some beauty into this because you, know, you know, hey, just <laughs> got to share, share the joy. <laughs> you know, I was actually in that play um, through the uh, community Howell Community Theater. Um, I was in Oklahoma back when I was, I was in high school. That, I was in that play when I was in eighth grade in high school. So <laughs> long ago, that was a uh, 40, uh, 40. Oh my God. Let's see. This next year will be my 40th year of graduating from high school. So that oh was uh, 44 years, 40, 44 years ago. I was in this play. So yeah. What was your, what was your part in Oklahoma? Oh, I was a town's kid. That's all <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was a saloon girl. Oh. <laughs> you know that ballet that they do? I yep. had like the feather and the can-can skirt. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Oh, it was yeah. Time. Anyway, Ella has no idea what we're talking about. Probably. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I need you to explain oh, this. Oh, so. Oklahoma, where the sun comes <laughs> sweeping around the plains. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to sing. <laughs> Now with this voice, <laughs> not, so, not, not. You know, I've got to, I got to say something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've been laughing recently because, you know, I, I have some folks that I work with that, you know, talk about prices and how everything is so terrible and, you know, before and and I got to say this because gas in Fowlerville where I live, okay, mm-hmm. is three dollars and fifty nine cents a gallon, okay. In one gas station, closer to the expressway, it's three sixty nine. Well, you drive down Grand River into Howell, and at VG's Market, there is it's three thirty five. Okay, oh, and okay. it made me think. I keep hearing all these people talk about how you know gas was a dollar ninety before Joe Biden took you know office, and I'm thinking, okay, well maybe it was. I don't know because I don't keep track. I mean, they're they're technically correct. It was less than a dollar at some point before Joe Biden took office. Well, dollar ninety though, like maybe twenty five years before Joe Biden took office. Well, Well, that's still before Joe Biden. Here's the kicker that gets me. Here's the kicker that gets me. If it's up to Joe Biden, okay, then why is gas $6 in California, but it's only $3 in Michigan? If he was going to be in charge of all the gas prices, 
then they'd be charging, of course, the higher gas price. People don't understand economics. They don't understand the government. They don't understand that, first of all, we pay more taxes in Michigan on gas than a lot of other states do. And mm-hmm. I don't think people realize this. I mean, it's it's common knowledge. So I've been, of course, I've been being, you know, passive aggressive a little bit on, on my page. And I'm like, oh man, I wish Joe Biden liked Fowlerville as much as he liked Towel. Because, yeah. you know. You know, Fowlerville is like, there's, there's been a well, the lot prob- of stories out there about like, gas stations in Fowlerville are always really expensive. Like there's gouging in Fowlerville. Like oh, yeah. what people have said, like, I think there's a few, I don't know, there might even be a, been a few stations that got in trouble for it during the um, pandemic for gouging. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, the I problem mean, is if you said that people might take it seriously and actually start thinking that Joe Biden is the reason the prices are different between Fowlerville and Howell. They already feel that way. I had one guy that I work with told me that I went to the grocery store and for just me and my wife, we paid $400 for groceries. And I'm like, what, what the hell did you buy? Excuse my language. But I'm like, you know, me and my wife can spend at least $200 on groceries if we buy, you know, for a couple of weeks. But we, but we don't buy any alcohol. We don't buy, but you know, prices are prices. We don't. Yeah, it doesn't. No, that doesn't have anything to do with policy. It has to do with no, like way above my pay grade. But like, but this yeah, is, this is what I'm saying. Why do people? This is this is the problem that we have. We okay. If I was to get on and start talking about, um, you know, um chickens are running loose and attacking people and i could prove or just say because i saw one little thing where a chicken attack roosters roosters attack people all the time roosters will attack you no matter what I, i i lived i raised chickens but people will take that one little bit of information and all of a sudden oh my god now we've got rabid chickens out there so you're talking about like what we were talking about last week uh, last, uh, two weeks ago with John when we were talking about conspiracies and things yeah. like that. It, when we had John like, Kane on. Like, everything like, is about a conspiracy. Yeah, that, now like, I'm supposedly on. some kind of professional hacker or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, you're not? You're we not? We out the gang here swinging you guys. You're not? I thought you were. <laughs> I believe in that, Ella. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you a professional hacker, Ella? I don't know. What does a professional hacker even do? So you do want to talk about that a little bit? Like I, I don't I know if do. I want to entertain it. It's just yeah. so ridiculous. It's well, so ridiculous. I, I did notice because you had your um you had your your campaign press release that was published uh, this week and it was published in the Livingston Post and it was published in um, Gigo. Uh, Mike and John got it going on. Yeah. Um, and they, um, you know, as soon as you started getting press attention for your campaign, I did notice that like right away, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how, what you want to call them, the, the haters, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. I like, mean, they're kind of campaign. They don't have any concept of nuance. Like one time I thought it would be a brilliant idea to do satire for a school board meeting. 
you yeah, know, call it, it the public. And mm-hmm. they legitimately thought that I was not joking. And I don't know how they didn't get that. Well, well you know what the thing I listened to, uh, I listened to some of the video that is going on. Well, actually, um, maybe they knew I was joking and they were just, you know, did well, it the thing, on that, the thing that you pointed out about that, that about that video. I mean, listen, I've been through it myself. Get used to it because it's it's going to happen. Um because you're going to be attacked because they attack people because they have I've said this before I like I feel like a broken record I said it before a million times but they attack people because they have no fresh ideas of their own they have no solutions of their own they will go and attack people and they <laughs> we just saw this um with the mayoral campaign in Howell it was highly yeah. unsuccessful. um they will go negative create lies about people sometimes horrible lies like they did with uh dr ellis right um, because they have nothing of their own to contribute they have no fresh ideas to contribute and i already see them doing that with you so um you know that kind of thing like kick that dirt off your shoulder as uh <laughs> as uh jay-z says <laughs> to quote the, fa- the ever wise jay-z you gotta you know you know, brush the dirt off your shoulder, okay, and keep going. That's my advice to you because what you're what you're doing, your message that you have is obviously reaching a certain group of people, and um, and and it bothers them because they have no counter argument. Like why? This this is what I was. This is, you know, we're getting we're, we we're, we we kind of hit the ground running as soon as we started going today. But there's there's things that we I think is. You know, we want to cover a little bit on this podcast. And one of them was this whole idea of uh, <clears throat> local campaigns and right. um, how how something like a, just, you know, last week we had um, the Howell mayor, mayoral race, which was a nonpartisan race um, that because of a few very ugly, nasty people that have again, no, nothing to contribute of their own, uh, start spreading horrible, horrible rumors um, about a man who has served his country (laughs) in the Air Force (laughs) as a colonel in the Air Force, um, treats children um, as as a pediatric oncologist, volunteers for his community, and spreads horrible lies about him for what why like like it just makes no it makes no sense only well, it's be- they have nothing to contribute to themselves because that's what's in the air that's what's in the air and they're grasping at that air okay and anything that they can do to make things um you know worse and make people question things is what they're going to do. It has nothing to do with Dr. Ellis, okay? And I think that's the point we have to understand. It has nothing to do with Dr. Ellis. It all has to do with them because they have nothing else. They have nothing else. And right now they're taking what what the talking points are around the country right now, okay? That's what they're doing. And Bob Ellis happens to be the focal point. So what they're going to do is they're going to take 
all the good things that Dr. Ellis has done. And they're going to say, see, see, look, look at, look at what he's done. Look at it. He's doing exactly what everybody else is doing. And they're saying, and we need to protect the children because that's, that's their whole, that's their whole story, Casey. That's their whole story. So, well, this time it did not work for people who are wondering, um, you know, Dr. Ellis, he was on our show a few weeks ago. Um, and he ran for mayor of Howell um, for to maintain his seat. He was the incumbent and he won. He won um, on November 7th, uh, despite a very disgusting group of people who decided to spread rumors that I won't even repeat on this show about him that were yeah. completely unsubstantiated rumors um, <laughs> made up of whole cloth about him because he came to Howell Pride. Uh, disgusting. And all of those people should be absolutely ashamed of themselves um, and also embarrassed. And they, uh, frankly, I feel like they owe Nick Proctor an apology because they tanked his campaign. Yeah, they really did. Well, um, the question that I have, because I'm not involved with Howell um, and their, their politics, however, now I noticed that the other people won also. The incumbents of the the rest that were running, they uh, all won. Am I correct? City Council. Yeah. Now, is that yeah, a good the thing? City Council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The we Adam Smitty didn't win. I was a little bummed about that, but um, kudos to you, Adam, for trying. Um, right. But uh, yeah, that that's basically how that went. It was the incumbents, uh, you know, and and it was fine. You know, this is a non. If, if we're gonna have this much ugliness in a nonpartisan mayoral race for the city of Howell? Like, how ugly is it gonna get in 2024? I think people are tired of this. They're tired of this. They want politicians that are going to address their problems, that are gonna address their concerns. And, you know, Bob Ellis did that. You know, a lot of people in in Howell, like, they they wanna see, pragmatic solutions um, to some of the local issues there, like sidewalks. And Bob Ellis mentioned sidewalks, but they want to do it without seeing their taxes raised. Like he always, despite, I'll say this, like despite all of the ugliness in the mud that was slung at him, he constantly stayed on task. He did not, he did not go negative. He didn't go negative on Nick Proctor. He didn't go negative on the people, on these disgusting trolls. Um, He stayed on message and he won. And I think people, um, they they can see through this and it just didn't work this time and and hopefully um hopefully that message will get through you know so congratulations to dr ellis um we were so happy to have you on our show if yeah. you're watching and we'd love to have you on anytime and we're so happy for you so just wanted to say that um i do have just a couple other things i wanted to say really quick before we get into like more topics um and i think our conversation our first zoom podcast is going really awesome but um, I wanted to first uh, say a message to our friend Ed. Um, Ed does our show, uh, like he does our, he keeps our podcast kind of rolling off camera, um, Ed Gentile. And he was thinking about maybe being with us today, but then his father got very sick in the hospital. So we just wanted to send him our love and support today and let him know yeah. that we're thinking about you, Ed. And um, we hope that everything is good with your family. 
And then the other thing I wanted to say um, was, I think I might have said this in the beginning of the podcast. If I did, I apologize. But we were supposed to have, um, today we were supposed to have a special guest on today. We were going to do a whole episode about cannabis, but because I got the, got the Rona, um, we, we canceled, <laughs> but Angie Roulier is going to be on our show. Um, we we're working at, we're currently working on rescheduling with her. She's a Deerfield Township resident, but she has written, um, a whole book on cannabis. It's called pot for the people. I got nice. this on Amazon. Um, it came out, I think earlier this month, she is an amazing woman who has a lot to say about, um, cannabis use. Um, and we wanted to do a, an episode, an interview with her and um, talk to her a little bit about um, her views on cannabis, uh, both medicinally and recreationally. She's um, worked at a lot of uh, different, um, like helped open a lot of different dispensaries and stuff in the area. And so we're going to have her on in the upcoming week. So just stay tuned for that. We'll announce it on our Facebook page when when we have a date, uh, a rescheduled date solidified. So just wanted to get those things out of the way. So guys, Wait, did you just do the thing? Oh, I did the. <laughs> <laughs> you did the thing. I that. saw it. I need my. I need my. I need my. I need my my muffling pillow, so I do not. I do not clap. I mean, no... that still made a sound. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just gonna have to not do it. Okay, I will not do it. I will not do it. But yeah. Good. So anyway, you know, Jace, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because you had mentioned earlier on in the show, you started talking about um, inflation and how expensive things are and gas and groceries and all that. And I mean, we all know there's a lot of factors associated with that. And Joe Biden isn't sitting at his desk in the Oval Office, uh, you know, with his pen gleefully maniacally laughing and making gas prices as she yeah. makes gas prices between Howell and Fowlerville somehow different. I mean, we know this is not how this works. Right. Um, I mean, I hope people know that's not how this works. Um, you're talking about a lot of complicated economics here, but there, there is something, uh, there is a, there's an, there's an element to all this that I think when people talk about inflation, they talk about, um, prices and whatnot that we're missing and that is wages uh you never you hear people you know trying to blame people for uh you know how expensive like politicians for how expensive things are the thing that like i rarely hear is where the thing i rarely hear is where people talk about wages and how wages have declined so much over the years excuse me and uh, there's been some big news, um, and I know we wanted to talk about this. We we um, we want to do like a whole episode on this, and maybe we will in the future. But there's been <clears throat> some big news involving unions here in our state. Oh, you got it! I ordered mine. I ordered mine. I have it hasn't come yet. So I, hold it up again. So this is um, Distill Social who um, we're hoping to have on our show sometime uh, early next year. I'm working on that, by the way. <laughs> they have agreed to come on. I just haven't scheduled them. They're giving away a free sticker. Um, <clears throat> it says, United We Stand. Hold it up, Jace. United We Bargain. United We Bargain. Di divided We Beg. Yes. Yeah, there you go. 
United we bargain, divided we beg. So um, this is something that Distill is giving away for free. You can go um, on their TikTok and order it, I think. I uh, think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's where I got Facebook, it. On Facebook and Twitter. They're like advertising it all over the place. All you got to do is give your name and address. They'll give you a sticker. I get their stickers, their sticker all the time. They give, yeah. They've given away a few of them. I've got like three of them, but. I like, I like the chair one. <laughs> yeah, I have that on the back. Of, I have that on the back of my, my, uh, yeah. my but um sorry i'm losing my voice covid eh. um but you know we tied to that is the uaw and uh, you know tied to what you're talking about in terms of cost of living and and um uh you know that's the other end of it our wages uh, one of the reasons why people struggle so much and i think um we have seen a massive win um with the UAW and Sean Fain, who was the president right. of the UAW, who negotiated this amazing contract for workers. Um, just a couple bullet points of this contract. Um, they earned a 25% pay increase, which is, a, when was the last time you've ever heard of anyone getting a 25% pay increase? Just let that sink in for a minute. And just so you know, according to um, an interview I heard on the um, uh, the Daily, which is a New York Times podcast where they talked about UAW and Champagne, that that twenty five percent pay increase is higher than all the pay increases combined that the UAW has had, like since the um, uh, since um, the earlier days of Obama when they had to make those concessions in order to keep the, um, you know, the big three running. So, oh no, excuse me. I'm looking at my notes. It's more than all the combined raises over the last 20 years. Well, I guess that would be kind of close to that time, 20 years. Yeah. So oh, right. that's more than all the combined pay raises over the last 20 years, according to the New York times, they have, um, the right to strike over plant closures, um, which they didn't have before. And there's also a baked in cost of living increase for them, for that contract. So if like what you were talking about, Jace, where you're talking about inflation, you're talking about cost of gas, the cost of groceries, like thing, those things are going up. That all contributes to the cost of living in their union contract. They have a cost of living increase baked in. So if the cost of living goes up, their wages have to go up. That is part of their union contract. Um, well, and that, and that, and that, and, and, and that is beautiful because everything goes up except for mm -hmm. wages, except for wages. And how can you, I mean, come on, a, a regular person, anybody cannot afford to live. I mean, what do you choose? Do you choose food on the table or do you pay your house note? Yeah. 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 And you know what I've, I think I've saw like a graph somewhere that shows like uh, productivity increasing, but wages staying the same, you know, people are being right. paid the same amount to do more and more work. Oh yeah. And I mean, this has been the story um, with the big three, they've reaped enormous profits since the big three since obama like came in <laughs> did the rescue plan they have just been 
you know, making bank, like hand over fist for the last 20 something years. And the workers have not seen the benefits of that. But Sean Fain came in as the head of the UAW and he was very smart about the way that he did those strikes. Rather than strike at one plant, um, they moved those they moved those around to different plants so that the the big um gm like they never knew exactly where i think it was gm it was one of the big three they never knew exactly where the strike was going to happen and it put less of a burden on one plant to take all the you know the heat from you know it allowed other you know it allowed other plants to keep running while you know while while that one you know that it was just like a right. temporary strike so that right. it gave relief to some other you know workers and it worked it worked so the thing is and then you but then you'll hear like republicans like like look at the look at the um donald trump like god i was hoping never to have to say this guy's name like on our show but like he not, he he doesn't even go to a union plant when he was in michigan last time like he right. went to a non-union plant and Sean Fain was like, "What the hell is that? You know, you're not, even, dude. You're not even. A, you're not even in a union plant. Like, what are you doing?" And then he's trying to tell these workers, this billionaire, whatever he makes money, he makes, is trying to tell these workers that they should, that they should leave their union or they shouldn't pay union dues. You know, they shouldn't pay union dues. And then Sean Fain turns around, delivers one of the most impressive contracts, labor contracts I think we've seen in decades, and just made a joke out of that guy. Well, you know what's 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 so cool is I was looking on the um, as a matter of fact, I'm looking right now on the GM um, and it talks about uh, the 2023 contract wage rate scale. And, you know, right now, the current wage rate, if it's seventeen dollars an hour by ratification of this new um, union thing, they will go up to $24 an hour. So at ratification, they've already went up almost $10. And by September of 2024, they'll be at 20. Now this is step one. They'll be at 27. Yeah, they phase it in. Right. And then a year later, they go up to 31. And then a year after that. So by 2026, these people will be at $38.47 an hour. And by time the end of it is in September of 2027, everybody from this current that are in step two, step three, they'll all make $40.39 an hour, which that's that's good because. You know, that that's that's like eighty thousand dollars. That's close to like eighty thousand dollars a year. Exactly. And, exactly. Yes, which is going to help them get by with those, you know, with those uh with those cost of living increases that we're all kind of experiencing. We need rate rate uh wages to rise. That's why a lot of us are struggling, but you rarely ever hear Republicans ever talking about that. They don't no. want to talk about how wages are stagnant. They just want to sit and Blame Joe Biden for gas prices. At any rate, what I wanted to say about this that I just found so impressive, because, you know, this is the thing with Republicans, and you see this from a local level all the way up to the top, where all they want to do, and Jace, you talked about this, they want to talk about gas, they want to just complain and feel like, portray themselves as like being 
victimized in some way by by the system. Okay. Right. And they don't have anything to counter that. So, but along comes somebody like Sean Fain with unions. And that is an empowering message with the UAW that says, you know what? You are not a victim. If you want to see change, you need collective action. Right. Get in there, do the work, and make your life better. Take power. Take power. Right. Organize and change the system. Right. And that is what Sean Fain has done with the UAW. He has demonstrated that that can be done, that mm -hmm. people have the power to affect change. Individual right. people working in through collective action have the power to affect change for their own selves. Right. Which is, and I think Republic, I think you're going to see Republicans like increasingly terrified of this message because it really is a counterweight to, I mean, what else, what do they have at the counter? Oh, we're all victims of the deep state and there's nothing we can do but storm the Capitol. Like, I mean, <laughs> like you compare two things, like, Look at these two things next to each other and you tell me which message is more empowering, which message is more empowering. Right. And I just, I, I, I felt so it really invigorated me um, to see that contract come through and to see, I'm just such a huge, I stand Sean Fain, like at every, like at every turn he's, I think he's an amazing person. I think he's going to do great things. And already, like Toyota and all these non-unionized plants in the South are yeah. raising their wages yes. so that they can compete. Because they're worried the UAW, Sean Fain, is coming for them down South, which he is. I'm going to tell you that right now. And they're all peeing their pants over that. But nothing that, they, that the management offers them is going to be as good as what they can get through the UAW. Like, it, they will, it, it might, it might, creep up the line but it's never going to match what they'd be able to get through bargaining right. so um um a chance to change the political landscape in the south as well it, it absolutely could i mean you know in the beginning when i was working all these other jobs you know i've never been in a union okay and my father was a truck driver. He was never a member of the Teamsters. He was never a member of any of this because my father's mentality was, but then again, you have to remember, my father is from the old school, okay? I mean, he was in his almost 90 when he died. So, you know, he comes from, you work hard and you make the money because you're working hard. He always believed that the union um, was for people who didn't want to do their job because if they don't do it, then the union comes in and, you know, protects you more or less. Okay. Now he didn't, he, my father didn't hate the union. That wasn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that my father always believed I work and I do what I'm supposed to. And I'm, you know, I get paid for what I do and I don't need a union to protect me. That's fine. That's fine. And I always believe that, well, you know, as long as I'm doing my job, why should I, you know, why would I get fired? Why would I get fired? But then as I've gotten older and I started working at the bus garage, I am a part of the union. And I've realized because I went through something just recently where I needed union representation, you know, because um, something happened to me 
you know, on the bus and mm. nobody was willing to do anything about it. And I was like, no, this is wrong. If I would have done the same thing that happened to me, I'd have been fired. I'd have been let go. There would right. be no questions asked. I'd have been fired. So I brought the union in and it's not the exact, and it's not the exact end that I wished would happen, but it, it, it but is. But you had somebody in your corner. I had somebody in my corner. And all the, another thing that people don't realize, I pay union dues every month. And let's say something was to happen. Okay, something very bad. I have free legal representation. I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have that. There'd be no way. I can't afford a lawyer. You know, and, and I mean, even if nothing happens, like you, they can if you, if you're not in a union, like they can let you go. No, you're at will. Like they can let you go because exactly. they don't like your face. Like exactly. they, they, they don't have to. Like, they don't have to give a reason. So I mean, and then also layoffs as well. Like you right. know, but, but I don't like I don't like people though because there are people just like everything else. There are people who take advantage of that. Of well, I'll do. I can do whatever I want because I'm protected. I know people who do that. I know people who do that. They take mm -hmm. advantage of that, and it, they make it as if, you know, I don't have to do this because I will always have somebody in my corner to protect me, and I'm untouchable. Every no organization is perfect. Every organization has mm -hmm. your bad actors. Okay, every now and then, but the overwhelming. Right history of unions has been one of success and oh, it's yeah. amazing to me that people don't draw this connection between the the massive insane rise of what i call like psycho capitalism like corp capitalism run amok okay yeah rising yeah. corporate profits all right like i'm not talking about like your mom pa like main street capitalism i'm talking right. about corporate you know, profits just running amok over over your average person, and 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 the wages of CEO, like, or excuse me, the salaries of CEOs, like thirty percent of, you know, thirty percent of, like, yeah. like a a room full of people own like two thirds of the nation's wealth. Like this is you've seen this happen in our world, but then with the decline of unions, with the decline of the people's ability to take collective action in their workplaces right. there these two things are correlated these corporations have worked and you know i i grew up my grandfather was in the uaw okay my grandfather mm -hmm. worked for detroit diesel i've been thinking about him a lot this weekend because yesterday was veterans day and um like my grandpa my grandpa ray was kind of my hero in life he died when i was a teenager but he um he served in the army over um, during World War II, and um, he was at Bastogne in the Rama the Battle of Remagen. He was a staff sergeant, and just he was kind of my hero in life. And I I I was um, thinking about him a lot yesterday. Um, uh, I have like recordings of him that my cousins did talking about um, when he was over in World War II we interviewed him and I was listening to his interviews yesterday. He's been dead for, for a few decades now, but um, he was in the UAW 
And um, he eventually worked his way up to foreman. And then I, he wasn't in the union anymore because you can't be in the union if, you, if you're a management. Right. But, um, you know, he was a poor Southerner. My grandfather was from, from um, Alabama and he grew up a poor farm boy in Alabama, picked cotton with slaves, had no money. They were farmers. And he came up north during the depression and his because of his union job because he he worked on the ford assembly line and then he ended up working for detroit diesel and because of his union job and the gains that he made working with the uaw you know and he 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 was very active with the uaw this is back you know in the in the um 50s when he got back from the war um he was able to buy a nice house for his family and his, my mom and my aunt, you, you know, and his, what my, my, my grandmother, I always call my sassy, they had a nice house. They were able to take vacations. They were able to, you know, just live and, and, and have a nice life for their family. And that, and my grandfather would always tell you that was because of unions. You know, my grandfather hated Reagan. <laughs> He he loved Roosevelt and hated Reagan because Reagan tried to break the unions. This is back in the eighties with um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, you know, with the um, he he. This all started with Ronald Reagan back in the eighties, where he tried to break the uh, air. I keep wanting to say Air Force, but the airline um, trap air traffickers, right? They um, they he tried to break their unions uh, the at the airports probably not saying that right but you can google it google yeah, Ronald right. Reagan yeah. union busting and you'll learn all about it um he and he hated Reagan until the day he died because of that it, I mean in my my grandfather was a democrat he was a blue dog democrat tried and true and I think that Sean Fain and is going to going to start looking southward to some of these plants um, these non-unionized plants and trying to organize them. And if that were to happen, that could really change the political landscape in the South because people really what everybody wants, okay? And this is really refashioning, like what it means. What does it mean to be a Democrat? What does it mean to be progressive? What, not just Democrat, but what does it mean to be progressive? I'll take the Democrat label off of it, okay? Because Sean Bain is not... He's he's not going out there saying I'm a Democrat. Okay, he's just working for the ideas that matter to him. We're living wages for everyone. Um, if people are able to recognize their own power down there, um, then and 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 start realizing the power of collective organizing in the South, I think that could really it could change the political landscape down there. It could make some of those voters realize their own power and maybe start seeing things differently. That's all I'm saying there. So, anyway, Chase, what are you doing? <laughs> You've got like, is that a hamburger on your head? Yes, that's 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 one of my beautiful hats I decided to to wear today for 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 our. Oh, hold on a second. My phone is my. I'm on my phone because my computers i've got you know like i said i'm old so you know i've got i've got computers that are old yeah and they don't, they don't do too well but i wanted you know i've got a i've got a bunch of nice beautiful things here to to celebrate the holidays with so here's my hamburger you know so and then i've got hold on you know yeah what else you got 
Is that chicken? This is my chicken. I've got more, so you know we'll throughout throughout the the, do the a show, fashion we'll, show. Do a fashion show. I will. I I mean, look at come on now. You know, I mean, I love it. Who else? And 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 you know, I mean, I like this one, but you know, this is the one when I say, if you want to hear it from, if you want to hear from the horse's mouth. We're gonna talk from the horse's mouth. You want to ask me anything? See. <laughs> from the horse's mouth. That's what we're going to call this episode. From the, the from, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, straight from the horse's thinking, mouth. I think we're thinking about doing some live episodes in the future. We thought about doing this one live, but we're not quite ready just yet. So, um, no. the reason we're not ready is because this is the Zoom episode. I'm like, no, we are not doing both the live and the Zoom at the same time. <laughs> well, that's we could do live or Zoom, Ella's not both. Please. Don't do both. Not together. Yeah, it's a lot. And plus, Ella, you're not feeling good. I know that, and I'm not feeling. Yeah. Good. I have to stuff myself. So, um, <laughs> we'll 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 have. We're a bunch of sickies over here right now, but um, it's all good. We'll get better. And so, um, but we do just you know want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in today. I think we're probably pretty much close to wrapping it up. Um. Oh, one thing. Oh boy. Um, I said I would announce this, and I don't have it. Um, I got sent a message. Uh, the Livingston County Dems. I don't know if you could see this or not, but there's a... I did want to announce this because I said I would do this for them. Um, on, uh, let's see here. Sunday, November 26th, from 6 to 8 p.m., uh, Livingston County is having a community youth social at Karate's Pizzeria Bar, uh, Bar and Bochi. I don't know if I'm saying that. Bochi? Bar, Karate's. You all know where Karate's is, right there at Grand River, right next Bocha. to the uh, courthouse. Bocci Ball. Bocci. Am I saying that right? I, I, let me consult our resident Italian. Is it Bocci? Right. Bocci. Okay, Bar and Bocci. <laughs> okay, and it's free proof. It's free food provided okay it's free food so it's the community use social uh livingston county is sponsored by the livingston county dems this is sunday november 26th from 6 to 8 p.m so if you're looking for something to do on a sunday night november 26th y'all community use social use if you're out there listening use Get out there here. Here's the thing. There is, if you go to the Livingston County Democrats Facebook, they have a QR code. You could scan the QR code, scan the QR code and um, get more information. Uh, I think they need an RSVP. Yeah, yeah, RSVP with that QR code so they know how much food to order, okay? So I did want to, I did want to announce that and I'm sorry I don't have a graphic on it. We're just kind of like, we're flying by the seat of our pants today. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, and Ella, you had an announcement about the county commission. Oh, right. Well, it's not a big announcement. I'm just, I'm just pointing out something that's going to be really, really funny. Tomorrow is the next county commission meeting. And if you look at the agenda, Greg Kellogg from Let's is going to be trying to get two new replacement vans. Now, okay. I will point out that these come 
entirely funded by federal and state grants. Now, I remember several, like back in August, I think, there was a very similar thing where Greg Kellogg wanted replacement vans. Once again, funded by federal and state grants. I remember County Commissioner West Akakiri just asking a million questions about like, oh, how will this be paid for? When like, you could just open the thing up on the agenda and it says, you know, local share, zero dollars. It's entirely federal and state grants. So West Akagiri never does his homework. Well, That's it's not even about doing homework. I think it's more about or wanting to seem like someone who's asking all the questions. Yeah. I mean, like, I can guarantee you tomorrow he's going to waltz in there and he's going to be like, ask Kellogg once again. Oh, so where will the money for this come from? Thinking that he's so, so... Let me ask this question. Now, this is coming from somebody who knows nothing about what these people do. You're you're the resident uh, guru on this. okay? so here's my question, because I don't know West Nakagiri. I don't know most of these people who are on this commission. I only know one (laughs) and I already know who he is and what he's about. So, and I'm not even going to mention him because he doesn't deserve to be mentioned. However, is it, is it that West Nakagiri does what he does or asks the question he asks because he's now, now just hear me out because he wants to hear it from whoever is coming in to see if they know what's going on. You know, is he asking the question because he doesn't know, or is he asking the question because he wants to know if you know? I mean, Does that make sense? I feel like the reason he's asking the questions is just to, you know, seem like he's being so fiscally responsible with the county funds. It's like... Okay, okay. Because, you know, sometimes people when ask, he... sometimes people ask questions because they want to know how much you know. Right. Because, I mean, if I was to go in there and say, I want to buy a new bus, we need a new bus. Okay, well, how are we going to get that money? Where are we getting that money from? Now, me, I don't know. So I wouldn't know what to, how to answer that. And I'm just wondering if, and, 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 I'm not trying to be facetious with this. I'm asking a genuine question. Is it because he wants to make sure that those people know what the heck they're talking about? Or no, is he- I don't think that. I, I don't think so. No, he, he's, he's a showboater and he knows exactly how much or either he does. I think what Al is trying to say here is either he doesn't he knows know. exactly what's going on. Yeah, he, yeah. Or yeah, he knows. Yeah. It's like well, to somebody though that's like me that doesn't know these people. It's good to hear this. No, he's a showboater. I don't know. No. Yeah. So I mean, and it, it's his job to know. So why is he asking? Like, why would 
It's his job to be prepared as county commissioner. He's given a full report in advance. Why is he asking this question? He obviously knows the answer. It's, it's either he knows it or he didn't read the report, which is what I think Al is well, trying to say. That's why I'm I think he knows. Uh, yeah, he does know. No, he knows. Okay, but that's why I'm asking the question I'm asking. He might He's know. A exactly. He, right. he might be doing that because it might be saying something to you, Casey, you know, um, maybe I know something and then I go, OK, but where are we going to get the money from, Casey? I know where we're going to get the money from, but do you know where we're going to get the money from? Do you see how I'm right? Well, the county, <laughs> look, the, the point is, is that, and I mean, this is true and it has stayed true and not it's not just West Neck and Curie, but like. The county, the county board of commissioners has been significantly underinvesting in our community, and this is a whole other podcast you could do about right, this. But right, has been right, significantly right. underinvesting in our community for the past at least decade, if not if not more, um, on a variety of things, not just transportation, but um, basically, if it isn't a part of the sheriff's budget. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: they didn't. Livingston County Sheriff's budget. They yeah. don't really want it. They don't want to invest anything. In um and and uh you look at like things like living like the community mental health they get this tiny little fraction tiny fraction of a contribution um and then you know you got public health like now that's about that's probably going to become the same kind of disaster that it's becoming in ottawa county right now who knows what what the board has planned for that um I know I know in Ottawa County they're talking about paying their health officer four million dollars to resign now <laughs> out of the county budget because they don't like her. So they want to pay her four million dollars to how resign. Are we so, how is Livingston County so invested and um um connected to Ottawa County so far away? How is the how does this work? Oh God, that's a whole other episode. And um, but we know for a fact um, that Ottawa, that um, the Ottawa Impact has been um, emailing with certain members of the um, of certain prominent, you know, politi uh, political activists out here. I'll say that um, trying to um, coordinate a plan for bringing their template for this far right dysfunctional government that they're experiencing in Ottawa in, in Ottawa County right now over to Livingston County. Um, there's they're they're strategizing it and we know that. We know that. So um, I mean it it will and also oh well I mean all you have to the the chair of the uh, the Livingston GOP was actually talking about it. She was talking about how like her um wanting uh jennifer smith wanting to bring um bring their style of government here she mentioned that on that uh on a podcast recently so they're looking into that but 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 um there yeah that's what's going on in ottawa right now um i'd have to look up the story but they're they're looking at paying uh their health health officer four million dollars she would be the third highest paid public official in the state of michigan i read like um to resign. That, uh her name is oh my gosh i bookmarked the tweet. yeah to, to resign they want her to resign why oh my gosh she, uh, because they don't um <laughs> this is they don't they don't they did not like her um 
Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me look it up. Um, they did not like her the way. That, uh, long story short, they didn't like the way that she ran the health department during COVID. Um, you know, she was for uh, responsible. She was pro pro mask, pro vaccine, and um, they didn't like that. So now they want to run her out. Um, and I wish I had the tweet on me, but I thought I bookmarked it. But you know, so now they they don't like her for that, and so they want to you know, and they're looking at doing something. You know, they're they're already doing that on our county board. They're they're trying to curate this board on the Livingston County Board of Commissioners. They're trying to create this um, subcommittee of you know curated science deniers um, to direct policy at the health department here in Livingston County. They've already they already passed that. They passed it last month. So um, people need to keep a close eye on that because Casey, you know what? I have kept quiet about a few things because I didn't want to make people think that I was this, you know, radical type person. But I'm going to tell you something, you know, I have a real hard time with a few things that people do sometimes on both sides, but primarily on those people that come up with this. I don't want this. It's my family. I want to raise my family the way I want to. I don't want to see this in, in my schools. I don't want to see this in this. You know, that's fine for you. You don't want your child to learn that Heather has two daddies. That's fine. That's mm -hmm. fine. But I want my children to learn that Heather has two daddies. So who are you to tell me that I can't let my children learn that? If I want my children and then they're, but see, then they say, well, don't learn it in school. Well, first of all, let me put it to you this way. We have been sexualized from birth before birth. OK, we have these gender reveal parties for what? For what? Yeah. OK, gender reveal parties are the stupidest thing. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. People <laughs> are going to like it. I'm going to say it because we're already deciding what they are. You know, and I think if you manage to accidentally burn down a forest in your gender reveal party, you actually deserve to have your kid come out of trans. <laughs> But but see, my point is, is I'll, I'll I don't it. care how you want to raise your child. That's your choice. You are their parent. But you do not have that right to tell me how to raise my children. I have said this before. I have five children. Each one of my children raised, three of my children raised by two women. And then now by me, who is transgender, and a, and a lesbian mother and my three children are as straight as a freaking arrow. Okay. And I taught them, I taught them about black people. I taught them about slavery. I taught them about Christopher Columbus. I taught them everything so that when they got into the world, they would know the truth because that's, how my children are so well-rounded and I get so tired of people. Well, my, my third grader doesn't need to know. Let me tell you something. Okay. Let me tell you something. Come on my bus, come on my bus and listen to how these children talk children. I'm not talking high school. 
I'm mm-hmm. talking kindergarten, first and second grade. How they come on that bus and they talk about, oh, I, I kissed a boy today. First grade. First grade. We held hands. Now you're going to tell me that's okay? Oh, but that's okay. That's innocent. Oh, wait a second. None of that's innocent. Mm-hmm. What is it? Do they? What do they need to know? This is what bothers me, and I'm sorry. I know I'm going on a rant. No, but I'm go telling on, you, friend. Do it. it. It it bothers me to no end, to no end, that these people want to come and tell me you don't want to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. But don't tell me that I shouldn't be wearing a mask and that I'm a sheep because I'm wearing a mask. Guess what? Knock on wood, wherever I've got wood around this dadgum place here, I have not got COVID once. I've been sick and I've been tested every single time and I've not gotten COVID, okay? I've gotten all my boosters. I've gotten everything. Mm -hmm. All these people who didn't get boosters, didn't get shots, didn't wear masks, you know how many times most of them have gotten COVID? Now, maybe they didn't die from it, but you still got it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about. So that was good for you. You made that choice. But gosh, darn it. Don't tell me how I am supposed to live my life because you don't want to don't want to believe what's out there. I lost family members in Italy when it first started. I lost lots of my family in Italy due to covid because they didn't know what to do to help. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this country, this world is got, you know, I wrote an article in the News and Views this week about the Follerville News and Views. Yes, I do. I write one every week. I have a, an article in there and I wrote about it's so sad that we as a country look at other countries and how they treat their people as barbaric and how they treat their people as, you know, uncivilized and everything. But here we are doing the same exact thing to people, only we do it under a hide and seek little thing. Oh, that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Well, let me tell you something. When an animate, when an inanimate object becomes more important than a human life, there's a problem. There is a problem. And I'm talking about the Second Amendment. When the Second Amendment becomes more important than the rights, the human rights of people, then there is a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a, a huge problem. I mean, people talk about abortion. Okay, let's I, talk about abortion, all right? First of all, it's none of my business. Mm-hmm. My body, your body, Ella's body, I don't care whose body, you want to do something that's your choice. Right, right. Everybody is okay with, oh, don't can't can't kill the fetus. It's a baby. You can't, but when that baby's born, where's where's the funding? Where is the help? Where is yeah. the help? Yeah, it's like, yeah, they you know that it's like once it's out of the womb, then forget about it. Like, you exactly. know, exactly. No, we're yeah, no And the other thing is like, you know, you said that thing about, you know, I can do whatever I want. Here's here's the fun thing, you know, some people think that because I have autism that automatically means I shouldn't be able to do whatever I want, which is complete, you know, that that's not what that is. What what do you what do you mean, Ella? Could you like 
talk a little bit more about what you're... Well, in some places, they have tried to pass laws about, you know, trans people transitioning. And one of the, you know, long okay. list of restrictions was getting tested for autism. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're trying to say if you're autistic um, and trans, you can't receive gender affirming care? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they're That's talking about insane. if you have something, yes. Yes, you're correct. They won't give you any type of, of, of you won't, they won't allow you to do other things if you're um, transgender. But, but still, I'm 57 years old. Yeah. Who's, who's got the right to tell me what to do with my body? Who mm -hmm. has that right? Because they're yeah. not just taking away gender affirming care for children. They're trying to stop people like me from getting it. Right. Oh, yeah. There was that story. Matt, they talked about it on Matt Out where they, um, one of these universities, and I wish I had the, like, they, some university hospital was giving records to the attorney general on trans people, medical records. Like, oh, God. I, um, I need to be, see, this is why I have to prepare better. We're so off. But there, yeah, Matt Out talked about that. Um, some uh, uh, medical records for trans people were like given over to an attorney general. I, this was either in Virginia or South Carolina or something like that. But I mean, you know, it's just everything's gotten so out of control. But yeah. I mean, we could we could talk about this forever. But I think we're get, we're probably getting close on our time. But yeah, we should probably wrap up. Uh... Yeah, we should. But you're you're absolutely right, Jace. I mean, really, this is you're you're talking about an agenda really where everything is projection you know what i mean where like they talk about control but like what they really want to do is to control like that's really what it's that's about it. that's it you know it. And, uh, 19, 1933 germany is what i see yeah um so anyway yeah we need to you know we all need to stay vigilant pay attention you know and you know, pay attention to what your local leaders are doing and your and your statewide leaders and your national leaders run for office, support your local candidates um, who have democratic Vote values. For Ella. Vote, and including Ella. Yes, absolutely. Vote for Ella. Yeah. Vote um, for me. Yes. So that's going to that's going to be a wrap for us. But um, tune in. Sorry, I clapped. <laughs> <laughs> but tune in december 3rd um for our next episode of the stir um be sure to hey what uh, about our good vibes yes oh, good, good, good vibes. vibes there's the good vibes right there. that's good vibes okay we did it yeah so. jace with his turkey hat <laughs> yeah we won't be hey. seeing anybody till after thanksgiving so <laughs> jace has got his little turkey hat on uh <laughs> Love it. You're so cute. I so we wish that. everyone, all of our listeners and watchers, a happy Thanksgiving. And you know, I want to say something. You know what? I don't care. You know, I love everybody, and I don't mind. And and I, I even love the haters. I really do because they have the right. And I I just feel that again, again, if we all sat down and tried to talk to each other, instead of just throwing shade all the time on people, I think we might be able to come up with an understanding. And that's what bothers me the most is that, you know, I mean, I don't always agree with you, Casey. I mean, you and I have talked and I've, mm -hmm. I've said mm -hmm. things that I didn't agree with you, but guess what? I understand you. 
Yeah, like I think it's a big part of it is like seeing each other's humanity, you know what I mean? And um, showing respect and, um, you know, trying to, you know, you know, trying to see the big picture and, you know, like, you know, like I said, see each other, see the humanity in each other, you know. But the baby, that's an exercise. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up, everyone. <laughs> you know, try to try to just stay cool with your relatives and everything like that. But, you know, if you see opportunities for conversations, you know, where you think you might be able to, you know, reach some understanding, you know, seize on that for sure, you know. But, you know, we just wanted to, yeah, wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. We won't be back till December 3rd. Um, and... Hope we'll be in the studio for that. Hopefully, everyone will be well and recovered. But um, I love you guys. Yeah, thank you for all for tuning in. Don't forget, uh, tune in uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe, um, and also follow us on Facebook. Um, look us up on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook and also TikTok. TikTok at the stir at the stir. So uh, anyway, I guess that's a wrap, you guys. Ella, I love you. Casey, I love you. Love Happy you, James. Love you, Ella. Have a great Thanksgiving.